The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, I'm Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of Keeping It Real, our wrestling series. We uh, talk the latest wrestling news and stories from the week, talk about the TV, the latest pay-per-views, the news and rumours and more with a member of the wrestling media. So uh, you can check out all our shows, wrestling and otherwise, at youtube.com slash acepodcastnation or the audio versions at all your usual radio and podcast apps. I uh, had a, I've recorded a show with uh, Inside the Ropes founder and host, Kenny McIntosh, earlier this week, which will be out uh, next week, I believe, next Sunday. Uh, really looking forward to you guys seeing that, because that was a lot of fun talking to Kenny, and obviously he's got an amazing story and uh, had some amazing experiences, and uh, it's very interesting to hear some of his stories surrounding Scott Steiner at one of the Inside the Rope shows, Sonny, you can imagine. Jim Cornette, I think, was on one of the early shows as well. But the Sonny and the Scott Steiner stories specifically were very good. But, uh, yeah, Kenny's a cool dude, and uh, I appreciate him giving me his time. Another person who I appreciate giving me their time is none other than Post Wrestling's writer and interviewer, YouTube video interviewer extraordinaire, (coughs) Mr. Andrew Thompson. How goes it, my friend? Side of science guy. What's going on, my good man? How you feeling? I'm alright, bro. I'm just feeling a bit a bit low today now and a bit a bit frustrated. But I know that in forty five minutes time I'll be <laughs> smiling and happy, as is always the way, my friend, when we do these shows. If one of us is not feeling too great by the end, it's all good. Um well Quite the week of wrestling. Boring, boring, boring week. Nothing happened. Boring week, my friend. <laughs> yeah, I guess Friday is the start with SmackDown. But before we get to that, I would like you to tell me, as the king of the news roundups, tell us about your news roundup this week. Damn, what did I write this week? <laughs> uh, what did I write on Tuesday? Oh, I can't. Oh, I, I, I know. Uh, Yesterday, I, well, I, I know some people knew this, but I, I didn't know at all that Crazy Steve was blind. Is he? Did you know that? Did you? But did you see what I'm saying? Did, did you know that? No, I did not. No, like well, he, blind like in he, like one eye or something. No, no, don't no, like he's blind. Like he can't see. Like he really can't see. Like I, I the, like it, it was a dude that quote tweeted me yesterday. He was like, he was like, well, you know, why why are you saying reveal? Because um, you know, everybody knew this. But Crazy Steve said during the interview, he was like, he's like, the reason it's going to be new, he literally said it's going to be new to some people because only a few people who didn't train in Canada, who did, who probably know outside of the Canada, the Canadian wrestling scene knew. But he said he never told anybody. He said he kept it a secret because he didn't want no negative or, or, or positive feedback from him. He just, he just didn't want like no sympathy or he didn't want nobody yeah, yeah. like that affecting his bookings. But he, like, he's blind, bro. Like, I mean, like, not, not half blind. Like he can't see, like he he t- like he pulled, he said in the interview he's like he can't even see the ropes when he wrestles. 
Bro, that's quite scary considering like, the style he works as well. Bro, he but he's never injured any bad. That's the crazy thing. Well, he like, he's never anybody. He isn't really he's, injured. He, he had that one injury, I think. He had one injury which comes to mind, I think. But like nothing like one injury being a wrestler in that amount of time. You know, he's an experienced guy. Bro, he's like he's never never that's hurt anybody, bro. And crazy. like the just the fact that he's blind, like he can't even see the ropes. Like he, he says that he like and he goes like he, like he said, when he wrestles for Impact, like it, it's the it's like one of the worst, and that not wrestling wise, but like because the aesthetic and he's like the red ropes make it really hard for him to see. So like basically, he just goes out to the ring before the show starts and like kind of gets a feel, and then like he he like just mentally remembers where he is in the ring, but he's like he cannot see anything. Like he was like one time, um, so somebody wanted to do like this combination kick. And he was like, well, I mean, that's cool and all, but I'm not going to see any of your kicks to be able to sell it, so we, 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 we should do something else. Jesus. This is incredible, like, man. I, 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 I said the same thing, bro. I was like, dog, this man is blind. And he said he'd been blind since he was a kid. Like, he was born blind. Jesus, man. Do you know, that says so much, though, about his um, just his natural talent and ability that he's able to work at that level that he's worked at over the years and jesus i'm shocked i'm shocked. Bro, I, bro, I, I said the same thing dog. i was like bro this man like why, like how is this not like one of the biggest stories this man is blind bro but yeah uh and, and another thing uh what else did i write uh aj styles talked about um daniel bryan being on the smackdown writing team and he was like yeah. he was like he don't think that's going but he, he he didn't say anything was gonna work. He was just like he don't think it's a good idea when a, when a talent, an active talent, is on the writing team because it, it, it's it's way easier for them to convey to the powers that be what type of storyline they see for themselves, and it's easier for them to get that through kind of way. And uh, yeah. And another thing, um, yeah, Gil Kim, she working in talent relations now on Impact, so that's cool. Yeah, cool. That's uh, yeah. And and her and uh. Yeah, her and Robert Irvine tested positive for COVID, which is, mm. but they they good now. But yeah, it's going around, mate. Going around. Did um, you see uh, Andrew Yang? I think did an interview with Chris Van Vliet. Yeah, man, I saw that. So, for people who don't know who Andrew Yang is, could you elaborate a bit? Your former presidential candidate, and uh, in the, in the in the U.S. of course, and uh. He's like affiliated with uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden, who Joe Biden, who is currently in the the presidential race, and okay, you know, yeah, Angie Yang is a is a part of that. Isn't he like spoken on concussions and things like this as well? Yeah, I wouldn't say I, like he he's just he, he's very active on Twitter, like with political and social and is, issues as such. Like he's he's not like uh he's very he's a very uh social media vocal type of politician if that makes that makes sense like he's very active on social media yeah. responds to a lot of people yeah i mean one of the things he said he mentioned was that um was wwe com comparing itself to um to disney and like he said well disney doesn't own like emma watson from beauty and the beast or you know whoever like the avengers actors you know and they mm -hmm. can go and work because they're independent contractors. So they can, they want to do a Twitch stream. They can do a Twitch stream, etc., etc. Obviously, this was in uh, reply to the Vince McMahon sending letters out to WWE staff and wrestlers, telling them to end any uh, was it third party. Yeah, like for third party uh, apps, cameo, etc. Um, and I think. It sucks for them because, like, so for instance, Roman Reigns, I think, was charging five hundred dollars for a cameo, which could be anything grip. from ten seconds to <laughs> two was, minutes. He was making grip on cameo. But mate, I respect like, it. You could bang out like thirty-second videos, like you just spent a day doing it. You could make like a nice wad of cash to supplement your income. Not Whereas, a if say WWE does something similar. Or sets up a deal with Cameo or as a company. Yeah, that, like, yeah. say they charge five hundred quid or five hundred dollars. Roman Reigns will probably see what fifty dollars of that if he's lucky. By the time Cameo takes a cut and the WWE takes a cut, 
that's, so, that, that, that's exactly what I think is going. I think WWE probably going. They they going to either partner with Cameo or they going to create something just like Cameo, so the yeah, wrestlers can do it, and then and then WWE get a nice little a nice little chunk, and the a nice little chunk out of it, yeah, and the wrestlers lose out, yeah. And then you know, same sort of thing with Twitch. Like I saw Paige said something on social media, but like I heard. I've read that Paige is making nice money on Twitch. Her Twitch, yeah, she got, like, she got a lot she's of really popular on Twitch. And you know they're not using her as a TV character. They're not using her in any way. They've just got her signed, basically, so she can't do and go and go somewhere else. Yeah, but yeah, but just shine like the thing with that. There's like she pays you using her real name now, so she good. And it's the same thing with like like AJ Styles clarified his like of course he used Styles Clash. On Tris and he, but he owns the AJ Styles name. WWE doesn't own that. But the thing is, while he's under contract with WWE, they own that name. But when his contract expires, it goes right back to him. Yeah, and which it's, is I guess which it's is weird. Murky, yeah. isn't it? Because yeah. like Jessamine Duke is her real name, and she does a lot of streaming. Uh, but she obviously is yeah, what, 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 name on WWE what, TV. While she's under contract, they own that name. Mm. It's, it's which is weird ridiculous. that's weird bro it's like it must be like, frustrating for them as independent like, um, contractors because they're not like they? they're employees like, let's face it like even when uh like you like i I, th- I think one of the smart things that seth rollins did was not use his wwe name to use his wrestling school you know you know he got the black and brave wrestling school right yeah and black is short for tyler black which yeah. is seth rollins's you know his former name and i think the smartest thing he did when he opened that was not use Rollins and Brady, opposed yes. to just using his old independence. So, like, could you just imagine how awkward that would be? I'm not saying he would leave WWE, but just think about that. Like, if he called it Rollins and then he was to leave yeah, WWE, to or when you... yeah, he had to Yeah, I guess that, that that was a smart play by him. But yeah, they, like them, uh, them, them trying to take stop them from making money is like so so weird. Like, it's a bad luck, isn't it? Like, but WWE is worth so much money, bro. Like, they don't need to stop their wrestlers from making money like i i saw indy hartwell from nxt she said that it was her last day um doing cameo appearances which i'm pretty sure was a nice little bump for her but yeah and you know what frustrates me with that is like it's almost like they're employees without the benefits of being employees right so i'm not entirely sure how it works in america but so like for instance if you're an employee in the uk you might get things like medical yeah, yeah, that's saying yeah, yeah. And, and, and you know, you maternity get leave benefits. and all that, yeah, and like all that stuff. They don't get that stuff, but they almost everything like in terms of the rules of what they can and can't do, seems to be that they're employees, so they kind of lose out. And I mean, I can't imagine that the locker room morale in the WWE over the last six months has been great. The ratings are getting, you know, they're not great. They're certainly down year upon year. Um, obviously, you've got the COVID stuff. Then you've got uh, like people being released who are popular, and maybe during the lockdown, you've got people like AOP being released, breaking news during our show last week. And then to do this, it just feels like it. I've said it many times that Vince McMahon is out of touch, but it seems like he's not just out of touch with with TV and and what the audience wants. But it almost seems like he's out of touch with the locker room feeling, and you know I'm not in well, there. I'm just guessing. But well, well, one thing that I like that's very consistent about WWE is that they they tried their hardest to not let the talent become bigger than the brand. Stupid. Like I, I think that's one thing that's very consistent about like they 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 will not allow. A talent to transcend their company, like as, as yeah. long as you're in, as long as you're in WWE, you're gonna be just WWE's like probably. yeah, w, a WWE superstar. Like they, I don't think they will allow somebody to become like they, I, I think they will let you become like massive to the point where you can attribute your all your outside success to them, outside success to them. But I don't think they want somebody that can like just have like just a variety like, of options. It's like Becky Lynch is the ceiling. They don't want you to become John Cena or The Rock, whether it's because they think that you're going to leave for Hollywood and go on to bigger and better things. They, 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 they don't want you to quite transcend out of that bubble. 
like they don't mind you being the top 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 WWE star around the world recognized by everyone you know bringing in that WWE money but they don't want you to be starring in the very top Hollywood films they want you in WWE studio films exactly. yeah it's weird man the, the WWE just like doesn't want their stars to get to a certain level because there may be a fear of them leaving I don't know I mean I, I, I'm not entirely sure of what the reasoning is but it is just weird man and I think Vince McMahon is so out of touch and I just that's a problem for me you know um, that's going to create problems for them in the future. Um, like those guys who are not on Roman Reigns' money at the very top of the card, they that money from Cameo or Twitch or you know whatever they use that makes a difference to them. Particularly if they're not on TV and they're not selling a lot of merch and you know whatever it may be, that does make that extra money makes a difference to how. You know their day-to-day -day life and their monthly bills and stuff so i think wwe needs to be careful because there's other places to go now yeah um smackdown friday i thought was one of the best smackdowns in a very long time I really thought it was good um so you had very quickly at Sa uh, bailey turned on sasha uh, you had a uh, Bray Wyatt saying that he could bring in a friend, which is tonight. I'm looking forward to that. We'll discuss that in a minute. You had a tag team title match. Um, what else do you have? You had then you had the title match, uh, the number one contender match at the main event uh, with Big E getting taken out of it. I was happy to see that because we, as we discussed on the show, we didn't want Big E to win to face yep. Roman Reigns. Um, how did you feel about Riddle getting being the one to take the pin out of Riddle, Sheamus, Corbin, and Jey Uso? Did you feel yeah. like they should have given maybe Sheamus or Corbin take the pin? No, not, not really. I mean, somebody had to take the pin. I mean... Like, to I, me, I, I didn't mind it. Didn't mind it because it wasn't like a stupid, uh, like a distraction or, or just like the usual dumb stuff they do like he just got beat and i'm i'm, I'm okay with that i suppose um, I, I i think the outcome was was way better than what i was expecting i did not think jay Uso was gonna be the winner that's a i'm i'm interested in that and yeah it, man like that not just interest me it's different i no idea what they're gonna do are they gonna do a finger poke of doom is roman gonna annihilate his cousin like there's so many different ways they could go and I can't quite work out what they're going to do. And the way Vince McMahon has been lately, I would not be surprised to see a finger poke of doom. I just wouldn't. Just bring in the ratings, brother. Controversy creates and it, crash. And it's interesting because, like, when I remember when they did the segment, uh, Jay had asked him about his relationship with Paul Heyman and the way Roman said it. The way he came out, it seemed like he wasn't even sure, like what the hell's going yeah, on between him and him. So that, that I'm in control. But so, so, I, so I, 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 I like that a lot. So I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do. It's going to be interesting. But it, I'm, I'm interested in the final destination. Like, so is Roman about the? Is Roman about to take out the 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 family tree until you know until Dwayne Dwayne got to come put it in the Roman? <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably the way they're going to go. But um. So first of all, then the relationship with Heyman—they did add a little wrinkle to it with the way Roman referred to it. It wasn't quite as clear-cut as they're just aligned. There seemed to be something more to it. I think is the best way to put it. Like Jey Uso referenced the stuff that Paul Heyman had said about Roman's family, which he did obviously when they were feuding with Brock. Um, what do you think that wrinkle could be, though? That was why I was thinking like. The way he implied it was that there was more to it. But then when I thought about it, I couldn't really work out what it could be. Was that probably that Roman was the one that approached Heyman instead of Heyman approaching him? Yeah. Just felt like there was something to it, but I couldn't really work out what the direction would be. So, But I'm excited for it. I thought Roman was real good. And I liked when he said um, to Jey Uso something like... Uh, 
why don't you go out and win for a change? It was like really passive aggressive and like snarky, but still even heel Roman was quite laid back Roman and I like that. And then what I want to see is if they don't go the the controversial way of finger poke of doom and turn the Usos heel, I would like to see Roman Reigns absolutely destroy Jey Uso. For sure. Like he has to leave him in a bloody mess. Speaking of heel, Jimmy, Jimmy has to come out and speaking, beg him to stop. Speaking of heel, rounds, I, I think I think just for speak, strictly speaking, WWE while we on the top, I think Seth Rollins is probably having one of the best ones in WWE right now. Like his his heel run has been really solid. Like I've been enjoying this whole Monday Night Messiah thing. Like I don't know why. Yeah, me too. I was really disappointed to that. I really disappointed that they. I thought the stable was working really well for him. And when one of the AOP got injured, I didn't understand why they didn't keep the other one around. So he still would have had Buddy and, at the time, Austin Theory and one of the AOP. I just didn't really get it. Um, Can you you believe that they still got him and Wilberton Dream on TV? I cannot believe that. I thought they'd have been for them on TV by now. Yeah, especially in Velveteen Dream's case, like I'm not. Yeah, so especially, familiar, especially him. Not so familiar with Austin Theory's um, allegations. I've got to be honest. Um, it seems like they've basically just punished him by taking him off Raw and putting him back to NXT, which is still on national TV, and they seem to be giving him a push as well. But there we go. Um, however, they do. They need someone to face Finn Balor now, and I was looking at it, and I was like, who the hell are they going to have? And then I thought, well, they could do Austin Theory if they were going to just have Finn squash him if they don't want, you know, if they're punishing Theory. But equally, if you, before all this stuff went down, I'd have been quite up for an Austin Theory-Finn Balor match, which just makes it sad. Yeah, I, I, I think Finn, I think Finn Balor is about to just have like a bunch of placeholder challenges until King and Cross get back. Johnson Reed, maybe. It's, it's going to be see who who else we can cha- can have challenge him. Bronson Reed, probably Kushida, probably maybe on an NXT episode, not yeah, a takeover, but like Kushida feud. I wouldn't be disappointed if they sent like a Cesaro down or someone. Just I don't know who like they they. Yeah, yeah, you, you you mentioned Cesaro. It, remember uh, on Raw? It looked like they're about to combine the tag titles. Yeah, they've completely and royally screwed over the tag team division on every single brand and it makes me sad um, but yeah I think and do you know what's frustrating about it is it's, I wish they weren't doing it they shouldn't be doing it because at certain points they've had some great tag teams all over the place but they've decimated them and released them and treated them like shit so much that now putting the tag team titles together is probably the right thing to do because they mm. haven't got enough tag teams to have two. And that infuriates me because they had so many good tag teams not so long ago. Um, and it really pisses me off, i got to be honest. But it's where we are. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think WWE believes that tag team wrestlers can, can draw. They're I, genu- I, I genuinely believe that. I don't think they think. Well, the, no, they don't. I don't, I don't think they. Yeah, 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 there we go. Um, very quickly then, what would you do with Jey Uso and Roman Reigns at Class of Champions? Yeah, Roman ain't, Ro- Roman ain't losing. That's for damn sure. But um, Jey I mean, like, yeah, WWE ha- Champion. Have ha- him go out there and just have a, a good match. Like you, you, you can tell the story of, of Jey, Jey Uso knowing Roman Reigns real well, so that's why he getting a good fight out of Roman. But Roman, you know, at the end, just beat the hell out of him. And, you know, that's to get him a clean win and that's the end of the match, and you know I don't think Jimmy Uso gonna be back anytime because he had a real bad injury, and he said his timetable was twenty twenty one. So, I mean, maybe that's maybe that's Roman's a uh, Royal Rumble challenger or something like that, or you know. But I mean, but, I, I mean I, I, after uh, Jay Uso, then I mean, you know, it's it's a couple people lined up, but I th- I think the end goal, honestly, bro, like I, I I'm a hopeful. That it's gonna be Big E in the end, but like just seeing this storyline, like I can't help but think that the end goal is gonna be Roman and The Rock. Yeah, at Mania Thirty Seven, I think it is too. 
that's what they want at the very least. I think a backup is probably the fiend as well to be the guy who takes the title off him as a baby mm. face. But I think in their eyes, they want the rock. If they can't get the rock, then I think it'll be either Goldberg or the fiend. Mm. And then I think sadly, biggie's kind of fourth in line from their point of view. It's not mm. what I would do. Um, I would actually move Big E in the draft um, and I would have him go after either feud with the Hurt Business and be the one to take them on or have him in WWE title feud with either with Drew or with the guy who takes it off Drew, if that makes sense. Um, lastly on SmackDown... Who do you think the new friend of Bray Wyatt will be? Mm. I mean, there's, I, th- I think there's only two choices unless they bring in someone. Probably some weird-ass puppet. <laughs> yeah, do you think it's going to be a puppet or do you think it'll yeah. be a real life? It'll be a puppet. See, a pu- I, I think it's going to be a puppet that's going to mimic somebody. Maybe it'll be like a puppet Alexa Bliss or something like so, that. When he feuded with The Miz... He had that puppet, which looks very similar to Alexa Bliss's current look, because she's adding dreadlocks each week. So there's mm. that. But the WWE also trademarked the Wobbly Walrus lately, recently, a couple of weeks back. Um, so obviously he lost the title to Roman Reigns. Could they do a Paul Heyman puppet in the style of the Vince McMahon puppet mm. and call it the Wobbly Walrus? Possibly. That'd be funny. They, they, look, if they don't do something with Alexa Bliss and The Fiend, then what was the point in adding dreadlocks to her each week and having her act all weird and the puppets watching her? I saw someone say that, you know, the puppets were watching her and Nikki talk. I did see someone say that they're going to completely swerve you and it'll be Nikki who joins The Fiend and goes back to her kind of crazy sanity type character but i don't see that that wouldn't make any sense because she has had no interactions with the fiend or bray wyatt um i'm interested in it again no i gotta be honest they've i think the fiend has been more interested again people i know some people didn't enjoy the braun Strowman feud i kind of did i thought it made sense i liked the way they linked up a lot of the story and I like that they got the title out of there by having Roman take it as a heel as well. So I'm kind of okay with that. Um, I'm going to name three guys of SmackDown. I want you to tell me in like under 30 seconds for each one what you would do with them next and like where you'd like that. 30 seconds? Yeah, man. Right. Fire stuff. So first one is Matt Riddle. Me a car. Would you put him in like a title picture or no, 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 no title pictures right now, not right now. Uh, Sami Zayn in a continental title feud consistently, like keep him in there. I probably have him winning. Honestly, take it off, uh, Shinsuke. I mean, um, Jeff Hardy and yeah, take it off. I don't know why I throw Shinsuke the champion. AJ, Jeff, and Sami feud. That's I, I, I think that's gonna be the title match at Clash of Champions. But um, I, I I definitely put it back on Sammy, honestly. Yeah, I think uh, that would be my choice. Either him or AJ. Um, third, Biggie. Hopefully he's the end goal for Roman Reigns at, at WrestleMania. But, I mean, right now I think the only thing they can do is, like, keep him. Just keep, keep like him. Yeah, keep building him and, like, don't, don't be so quick to have this match with Sheamus. Like, kind of delay it as much as you can so you can sure. just get through the months. Like, don't. Like, because what? Cause like after that, I don't really like. I mean, it, it's people from the few with, but like I think they got some kind of you know at least solid going on with Sheamus. I'm not gonna say it's good or everybody because every, I don't know if everybody's enjoying it, but I mean at least it's holding it. But yeah. I mean we 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 gonna I I really think that they holding off on E and hope that they'll have fans at the Rumble. And 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 yeah, and and I and, 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 and great choice and, to win. And one thing Rumble. one thing that I really hope that they don't do like, bro. Sasha Banks just had a chair 
squished on her on her damn neck. Do not bring this woman back in like two weeks. Yeah, Keep her off TV the, until I like last week. Keep her off till the rumble. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a little too far. You you know, Shasha, she she bringing the people. I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I say like no December. fans, but keep it to the keep. If there's, I'm, I'm, if there's I'm, no I'm, fans, I'm, I'm talking about I'm talking about TV ratings. Like brings in the people. Nah. Like I don't, I don't think that's a good idea. I mean, oh, I, 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 said, I said I said I said like December. People are going to to like. What do you think December. of that heel turn? Uh, Bailey it, and Sasha then. And it's about time. That's all I got to say about it. Should have happened. Executed well. Mm, I think no. I don't, I don't think anything's like really executed superbly well in this era where there's no live reaction to it. But mm. I mean, I, I think if if it would have happened, you know, with a, a crowd there, it would have been better. I mean, they, they did the same thing two years ago during the summer of 2018 when when I think it was. Uh, Bailey, who I think she she did something to Sasha on Raw. It was like some similar. It, it wasn't like to the extreme of her putting a chair in between her neck, but it was like a like she beat her down, and then they like made up the like two weeks later, and they were mm-hmm. friends again. But I mean, one thing I liked about it was that it wasn't just she slammed her into the chairs, did a Bailey to Bailey, and then walked off. I liked that it was kind of continuous, vicious. Like she tried to end her career type thing rather than just, oh, Bailey's turned. They're not friends anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like I liked that it was, there was a bit of edge to it. Um, so I'm interested to see where that develops to. Because obviously if they do keep Sasha off TV, which which they should for a, you know, they, they need to do it for at least a month or so. Yeah, I agree. I'd be interested what they do with Bailey in the meantime. Mm, you could do it. a Mandy Rose feud, like a mini feud. You could do a, a, a Naomi. Who else is mm-hmm. on SmackDown? I mean, you you could do the um, Alexa Bliss. Uh, they, they they got the um the little wild card rule that they're doing again. Bring some NXT people. I I, I think I think uh, Mercedes Martinez is probably gonna get the get the get the call up or Tegan Ox get the she call up. I think uh, Mercedes Martinez might end up being in Retribution, I think. Mm. You might guess. They got a logo uh, this week in, on Raw, and uh, they did a promo with a voice changer. Do you think we're getting close to the reveal, the fact that they've got their own logo and stuff now, and they did a promo? They need to get to it. How long has it been going on, bro, for two months? Yeah. And they, yeah it's about time. Like, they haven't, like I said last week, they need to start attacking the people they're going to feud with. Like, they're not really developing it in any way. Like, there was a bit of development with this promo. I feel like they need to start revealing who it is so people can get invested in it. Because at the moment, it's just kind of nothing to be invested to. I, I mean, and, and, and they, then they, I hope then they don't. Need, Ali is in there, and they tie into the hacker gimmick. And, and, and then they don't. They don't even it. have to like just re, like reveal all of them at once. Like no. you can do a one by one reveal. Yeah, um, I would love it. Love it. I that would make like I I'd be totally on board for that gimmick. The whole thing. I'll give it all the time in the world. They just have to link it to the hacker gimmick. That was the start, and Mustafa Ali being that hacker. And I will that will that that will knock it up a level for me straight away. Whether they do or not is another story. Um, AEW all out. Uh, what did you think of this show? Mm, I think it was a good show. I don't think it was bad, but I mean, obviously, I think the Matt Hardy thing kind of took a lot of people out of it. Um, yeah, it, it, it's, it's good to see. What did you think of that? Poorly handled. That's that's like pretty much you all even say about it. it was just poorly handled. I don't think you let somebody continue when they're clearly concussed, regardless of what they tell you. Who's the girl? So, or who's at fault? AEW. They're at fault. They should be at fault. I mean, Matt Hardy's been wrestling for like how many years? Like 20-something years. Of course, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, I can finish the match. If, if that is what he said, which I'm assuming that's what he said. That he could finish, but I don't think they should have allowed him to finish that at all. Especially the fact that he had to climb up the scaffold to finish yeah, that match was, like that. That's what was so scary about it. Like you saw, like they Sammy Guevara had, had Sammy Guevara had to um had to lift him up the scafold. Yeah, like so 
So I don't think that was a good idea. Sammy Guevara was petrified that he was gonna that, that Matt Hardy was gonna fall. That feud has been cursed. But look, like you say, of course Matt Hardy is gonna you know, of course he's gonna say I wanna carry on. Um there's no way that doctor did a full concussion impact test in about forty five seconds. Matt Hardy didn't move, was unconscious for 48 seconds when I counted it. And then at 48 seconds is when the referee started counting and he started to move. And I'm not just talking about like he was played like selling. He did not move for 48 seconds. So to, to keep that match going after they stopped, to restart it after they stopped it, I thought was irresponsible. I thought it was stupid. And I thought they were very lucky that something worse didn't happen afterwards. Like if he had fallen from that scaffolding or if he, I know he didn't take any bumps, but like even if, you know, if he had passed out later in the night, like uh, The Undertaker did when he had that concussion versus Brock, I think it was, wasn't it? Um, you know, that we know how dangerous concussions are these days. And I thought it was disappointing to say the least uh, I thought the card overall was good without being great I, I was disappointed by some I was I enjoyed some others which I didn't wasn't expecting to enjoy as much thought the Young Bucks match was good I was disappointed uh, with how invested I ended up being in the Omega Hangman and FTR match because Ooh, I forgot I forgot I forgot all about that, bro. <laughs> I was really pumped for that match. I was so excited. So excited to see where they went with it. What two was going to turn. Where, what were they going to do? Horseman. Cleaner. Hangman. Were they just going to turn? Were they going to join with FTR? Like, there was so many different elements that had been teased. And but it, it, it didn't it, do any of it. it. It wasn't even that for me. It was just like the match didn't deliver how I thought it was. Like, it was, honestly. It was a bit long. It just never got into that next gear, that's all. Yeah, and and like you say, it got to it was like going up the hill and building and building and then it kinda never got to the peak. Um I found the interviews that Adam Page and Kenny Omega did with Tony Schiavone on Dynamite quite interesting. Because on one side you had Hangman feeling quite down, saying that he hey, he wants him and Kenny to to work their way back up to a tag team title shot and then you had Kenny Omega saying he wants to be the Kenny Omega that everyone expected to be in AEW yes I yes. quite like that I this is the like way to go like, this uh, is the way that's how you build it isn't it where they have a difference of opinion and I'm assuming what they'll do is Kenny, Kenny will be talked into having another tag, tag tag match they will either lose or there'll be like some sort of miscommunication and then Kenny will turn, I would assume. Where do you think the Young Bucks will go? Do you think they're going to turn too? It looks like it. Aren't they already, aren't they already going? Yeah, they well? are being very heelish. They super kicked Alex Marvez, got fined by the KFAB management. Bro, like, it, it, it's like none of the EVPs are, like, finding that, like, that, that super duper type success that people thought they would and they like, like i mean and, and, and this i mean cody cody did i get cody his credit like when he even when he first like cody was hot he always you know why that is in my opinion when they booked cody like a star they protected him like a star he only lost to important guys in important matches he has always been portrayed as like a, a big deal whereas the Young Bucks they say the best tag team in the world during commentary but they've always kind of been portrayed as just another tag team and I think that's where there's like a bit of a disconnect because on one side you've got Jim Ross saying the Young Bucks are the best tag team in the world let, 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 let me ask you this real quick do you think let, hindsight man 2020 do you think the Young Bucks lose in the private party at that at the beginning of the tag tournament did, did it did it 
I, I mean, obviously, I, 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 obviously, it was a good thing for private party. But I mean, like, when you look at what they're doing with private party now, like, you know, but, it's like. But I mean, yeah, when you look at the young, yeah. You say that it was a good thing for it. It was, I think. But then, what about if the young bucks come in, won the titles, been the tag team, built, you know, had like a year long run, and then private party won a tournament to face them at all out mm. this past weekend. Because like the young bucks were in a nothing match really, like it was good, but it, it was, was a really good there match. There was no stakes. There was nothing to it. If they'd faced private party after a year long build, and it was then you did the young tag team getting the shock upset and winning the titles after building the story up, I think that does more for private party than winning in the first couple of weeks of AEW in a tournament. Hey, W, they need to get their damn women's division together, bro. Like, wow, like the, 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 uh, it's, it's, it's a it's a it's a NWA women's title match next week. They bet make they barely put the women on TV. It's like a few minutes here and there. It's very disappointing. Oh, did you um? So Thunder Rosa did an interview. That that was one of the things I wrote in my news that I forgot about that. But she did an interview, and she she said that when. But before her and she this match, Kenny Kenny Omega walked up to him and was like, um, and, and I mean people I, I was looking at the comments and I was just like taking it how people took what Kenny told Thunder Rose and she that he was like, go out there and show them what a real women's wrestling match looks like. And 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 I was like, I was just curious like the how people took that because like some people was like that could be a dig at yeah. at somebody, but it was like it's also like if you're telling them that, then what, what do you tell the women who are signed? When they do go out there and have their match, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, yeah I mean, you, no matter like how much of a fan people are of AEW, you can't deny that their women's division has not lived up to the expectations. And they got so much talent, bro. Yeah, and the people like you know before before either or when AEW was launching. You know, everyone was pumped. Their tag team division, their women's division, it was all going to be like portrayed as the big deal, and it was going to be incredible. And the tag team division has delivered absolutely. I think they've got the the best tag team division in the world, and they do a great job of making the tag team seem like a main event thing. The women's division is an afterthought, and that's real sad because they've got some great talent. Um, they're just not using it very well. I, I don't know whether that's because Kenny Omega's not used to booking or whether it's a time constraints thing. And when they add this extra show, you'll see, you know, real in-depth storytelling on the women's division. I, I, I don't know, but they need to fix it. Uh, what did you think of the Mimosa Mayhem match? It was kind of long. I was ready for that feud to end, to be honest. Bro, they need, like, what are they doing with Orange Cassidy, man? Like. They need to make up their mind, to, like, what they're doing. Like, like, is he, like, is he, like, about to be wrestling more? Like, I mean, I, I can understand them trying to, you know, tell another side to him. But but I, I, I kind of feel like there was, like, a lot of, there was a lot more left that they could have did with the chilled out Orange Cassidy. I feel like they about to go to this route of, like, him being, like, more active and him showing more emotions and. That's cool, but like I, I feel like it was still like a lot left that they could have did with the chilled out Orange Cassidy. Yeah, I just wanted to see like that one, that one. I wanted them to save him, save it, him snapping for the right moments, and I feel like I've seen it like almost every week in this Jerry <laughs> feud, and that's completely taken away from it. One thing I was exceptionally disappointed about on All Out was uh, that they didn't put the title on MJF. I said last week, I thought it was the time, thought it was the place, but you, thought you, it was absolutely, he was the guy. You, you want to know what's funny, bro? Like, I felt the same way until I saw him and Moxley in the ring, and I was like, nah. I was like, nah, nah, keep, keep, keep the title on Moxley. I don't know why, but it, it just didn't, it, 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 like, I, I thought that's what I wanted to see, but then, like, once I saw them in the ring, and I saw Moxley with the title, I'm like, eh. I'm like, nah, I keep the title on Moxley, bro. Keep it on Moxley. Keep it What's on What's next bro. for these two, do you think? MJF. Both of them. Uh, probably, probably he's going to probably get Warlow to probably get him get him a title, probably sneak him into the uh, 
the TNT title, but he like he gonna use Warlow to get him because you saw MJF and Warlow had a little had a little had a little scuffle, Beautiful. a little mini scuffle. Really and, and, I, that was. and I think um, like I, the the one thing that I really like is that they didn't have MJF look like a punk. Like he he was like he was he was like oh do we got a problem Warlow? He was like because remember Tony Khan don't sign your checks and Warlow was like ah right, damn all right here we go. But um but but for Mox um yeah he facing Lance Archer on the anniversary show so they about to build that and that's in October so I'm pretty sure they're gonna do like a nice sure, long. Um, for that. Sean Rossap said that he thinks they should do uh, that NXT should do Halloween Havoc to counter program that, which I thought was quite interesting. I'd like it just to see the logo of Halloween Havoc, though, I gotta say. Um, I'm sure they'll counter program it in some way, the anniversary show. Um, what else we got? Finn Balor, NXT champion. Hmm. That was the right move. Yeah, oh, absolutely. I, I love Finn Balor. I just, my problem is, I just do not know who they can feud him with. I don't really want to go to the Champa or Gargano thing again. Adam Cole looks like he's either turning babyface in NXT or he's going somewhere because you see the little too sweet thing they did after the match. That's like the most normally their signal that they're turning babyface. Um, I saw some people on social media saying they should do what they did with Hogan and the NWO when they came to the WWE. We'll say his name on this podcast. We'll Uh, say his name on this podcast. We don't say his name. Okay. Well, the NWO, (laughs) they turned on him um, after he, because he fought The Rock and he then saw the error of his ways, but Nash and Hall did not. And they turned on him. And so I saw some people saying on social media that, like, you have Adam Cole turn babyface after the Balor match. And then you have the rest of them turn. I, my one, right. So there's a couple of things with that. I like the idea as a concept, particularly if they have Kyle O'Reilly lead the rest of Undisputed Era. But, one, I want to see Adam Cole go to Raw or SmackDown in the draft but I want him to go with the Undisputed Era and if you do with this implosion angle however you do it I don't think you can then put them in as a stable on Raw or SmackDown which is a problem for me so I'd rather keep them together even if you keep Adam Cole off TV for a few weeks and they just kind of say he's I don't know getting his head together or whatever to decide his next moves. Like they could put them as a a counter act, like when Retribution is revealed, you could have the Undisputed Era come be the the, the baby faces to that. Well, one, one thing I could really see happening with Undisputed Era is them still being a group, but they're being two different sides. Like I can see Cal O'Reilly and Adam Cole being the baby faces, and I can see Roderick Strong and Bobby Fish being the heels. But they're still a group, but they just do different things. Like I can see, like, uh, like, okay. like Roddy and Fish like coming into the locker room, and like asking Cole and 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 O'Reilly like, "Hey, y'all want to beat this dude down? He did something else, yada yada yada." And Cole and O'Reilly like, "No, nah, I'm good. Like, I'm, I'm good on that." And like that's, Fish and Riley kind of like, I I I think that'd be cool. And like, you don't got to break them up. It could just be like. Kyle and Adam are just like done with the whole jumping people, like trying yeah. to, like they they done with that. Like Adam Cole, longest reigning NXT champion, Kyle O'Reilly, I think is well, well overdue, way overdue for an NXT title match or NXT North American oh, title match. There so, you go. Kyle and then uh, versus Finn Balor um, title. Yeah, okay, yeah, Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly could be North American champion. I ain't putting him past that either. But I mean, I, 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 I definitely feuding with. Who's Damien Priest feuding with? Um, Timothy Thatcher. Yeah, and I think that's going to be a good match. They have, they have that match next week, though. But, um, Are they not saving that for TakeOver? I don't even know when the next TakeOver is, bro. I think it's like in... I think it's in... Yeah. I think yeah, I, I think it's next month. They're think it's the next takeover. for Timothy Thatcher, something chronic, man. They could yeah, have I don't, I don't so, really They so. could have made him so special, bro, when he beat, when he beat the Riddle. 
in that. Bro, he he, he is kind of he. I mean, he's doing something like he got his own segments and stuff. Like he's doing a little class teaching thing where he's breaking people's arms and all that. No, they've beaten him too many times. He's not special. Not special anymore. That's what they do, though. I suppose. I mean, somebody got to take it. NXT is WWE light now, bro. It's just got to get used to it. But so, so you, you can't say so somebody got to take a damn loss. Like it can't be everybody that you yeah, think no, should I, be a superstar. Like, but, I mean, at the at the time, like most of the people that some people think are going to be superstars, like, but it's just not. And that not, not even I only I hate using the word superstar, yeah, but, but I mean, some people think that's people, isn't it? Like, I mean, but they, I mean. I mean, but in, in that argument, bro, they are making him seem like a big thing. Like, I mean, he he's lost before, and he's still able to feel like a legit threat to a, a, a title contender because he's they have these promo segments for him, these backstage mm-hmm. segments that they don't probably don't do for most people. Like, he got the yeah, whole school teacher thing going on. Like, why we can't think of anyone to face Finn Balor because they haven't built anyone up to the title level. So it's like. Who do you put against Finn? So I guess this I do see what you're saying though, because obviously they are giving him segments. So he has got a bit of a something different about him. I just felt like he could have been there kind of he could have gone on a bit of an undefeated streak. Didn't have to be really long. Just come in hot. Um just before we finish, bro, because I know you need to go. Um we have to talk about uh, Miro Day. Oh still yeah, there. yeah, I'm still here. Rusev. Yeah, yeah I, 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 I was excited to see him. I'm glad to see him. Were you good. expecting he, him before the show? Did not you know at all. He was going to be there. Not at all. I, I was expecting somebody like somebody that was already on the roster, but somebody really probably really wasn't thinking about. But. Mm. I was definitely surprised to see him. Like I, I saw, I saw some people were like they. I guess they weren't happy with how he debuted, like the way he debuted. But I mean, like, but that, like I, I mean, it's like I mean, I mean, it was something different. Like I ain't like I mean, we always see like the typical run in, and you know they get the big pop, and but I mean, like it was kind of different. Like they brought him in, and you know it was like a. I mean, like, I, I definitely don't think he about to be like teaming with Kip Sabian for the next year. I think he mm. probably going to end up turning on Kip and. Getting the win and then moving on, but I mean, you know, we're gonna see. But I'm I'm glad to see him. Though it's good to see him, and hopefully that's that's not the only place we see him. Hopefully we get to see him in in, in New Japan, Japan as well. Oh, yeah. I thought he looked jacked. I thought he cut a real good promo. Certainly the first sort of eighty percent of it I thought was exceptional. Um, he's different to everything they've already got, and he's a superstar. He's so talented. We've been saying this for ages. And I saw some people moaning that he meant he took shots at WWE. But if anyone has the right to take shots at WWE, it's him. And it wouldn't have made sense if he hadn't mentioned them wasting the last six years of his career or whatever it is. I loved his promo about the ceiling and the brass rings and all this shit. I thought it was amazing. Um... I hope they real. I hope they do right by him. I hope they push him to the top, and I hope they really, really showcase what he can do in the ring because he's special. I'm, I'm, I'm honestly more. I'm honestly more excited to see if he does like some independent stuff. Honestly, more so than like I'm, I'm excited to see him AEW, but like I'm, I'm, I'm more so excited to see what he does outside of AEW. To be honest with you. Well, we've been talking about him going to New Japan for. Months, haven't we? Like, not, 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 even, not even just New Japan. Like, I want to see like if he's gonna do like Black Label Pro or like GTW or like I'm, I'm like real, I'm like real, real interested to see. Oh, um, can you mind? I think he'd be real good on Bloodsport. I think that that, that, that show is happening in, in, in October. Yeah. Do you think? Like, um, is there any more movement in America with fans and stuff? I mean, GTW they have fans. They're like proper socially distanced as well, don't they? Yeah, and they have uh, Beyond Wrestling has fans, Black Label Pro has fans. So, mo- like, for real, when you vote for most of the independent promotions, they have, they just like socially distanced. Like, but they, they have like crowds there for the most part. It's just hot as hell outside. <laughs> and so, <laughs> so it's like, you know. Do you think the WWE will have fans again soon? I mean, I think, I think once they start realizing that other people got fans, like, I don't know if they realize it yet. Like, I mean, of course, they probably see AEW, but, like, 
I mean, but like when you look at some of the independent promotions, their fans are like right by the ring. So like the, the reaction is like kind of better to what's going yeah. on. And then lastly, to finish off, mate, we can't not talk about it. We talked about WWE shitting all over tag team wrestling. The Iconics have split up. I know, right? Did, did, did we talk about that last podcast? We didn't. And I didn't realize it until afterwards. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean... Sucks. I, I, I'm i not even going to lie to you, bro. When I saw the entrances, I thought Billy Kay kind of outshined Peyton Royce. I ain't going to lie to you. Yeah, we did but, talk about it. I'm lying. Because I, you said about... Um, you asked me if, which one I thought was going to shine. I apologize, mate. I do so many podcasts, I got mixed up. Mm-hmm. I really apologize. And I apologize to everyone else as well for my stupidity. Um, I think I'm just depressed that they split them up, bro. Um, how long do you think we see Wardlow before he snaps on MJF? No time. So I don't want to see that no time soon. But you could get so much more out of that, bro. Like, it's, yeah, it's no I good. I want to see is, drag that out of it. You better drag it out, bro. Do not rush All that. out next year. Yeah, there you go. There you that go. could be the big moment, couldn't it? And, and, the moment, and the moment he beats MJF, it should be for a title. It should be for a title. It should not be just no... Yeah, I When, just when he you. finally gets sick of MJF shit, I want that to be in front of like a jam-packed crowd. Yes. Then and he happen. finally is like, I'm sick of your shit and just snaps. That's what I want. That's what I want. Before we wrap right. it up, did you see? Did you see me get? Did you see me get the shout out this week? Oh yes, I was going to say that. Vampiro giving Mister Andrew Thompson some super praise. It was great to see. Great to see. Tell uh, tell the people about that where they can find the interview and much more. Uh, you find it on the, the Andrew Thompson interviews YouTube channel, of course. Custom URL. Custom, custom URL. And you'll find me on Twitter at AD Thompson underscore underscore. And the same thing on Instagram. Oh, and uh, sure. go subscribe to Ace Podcast Nation and go get them to 1,000, like 130 out, I think. 100 something out. Yeah, I think we're on about 865, I think. But I haven't looked for a couple of days, but. That's real clue. It's getting there, bro. It's getting there. The. Um, so what was the score with Vampiro? Like you, you didn't you interviewed him and then he just gave you some, uh, some yeah, high not, praise at the end. But, but that, that was it. But like it, it wasn't even much of a um, an off air conversation either because you know he he was on a media tour, so you know they got schedules. Yeah, man. And um, yeah, me and him, like we just did the interview and I did the interview with the director too. And then uh, like I don't, it was just chill. Like I wasn't like you know, like sweating them or nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't do that with anybody. I was just asking my questions and talking and, like, went about to, like, say, like, no, like, kissing nobody's ass and nothing like that. Just talking talk to them like they're regular people, like. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the end of it, like, I, I was wrapping it up because the dude had gave me the cue. Uh, the, the the dude who was coordinating the media stuff was just like, hey, you got to wrap it up. I was like, all right, so I just... Love, told them they could plug their social media and then once it directed and that's when Vampiro just I was like oh shit I was smiling on the inside but mm-hmm. I, couldn't, I couldn't show that I was cheesing like hell on the inside but I kept it in good man just saw your your subscribers are filling up rapidly mate dog I, I was looking at I was just at like 270 like four days ago amazing now I'm almost at 400 like, yeah like 360 bro that's amazing Doing some numbers. Numbers. Got some great interviews though. Tanga Lower. Mark Haskins. Just flicking through some of these. Uh, AC Mack, Vampiro, Rojit, Rohit Raja, uh, the AW Media Call, Arn Anderson, Marco Stunt, Sammy Guevara, mate. Some great stuff on your channel. Appreciate really, it, really. my dear. So cool. Did, did, did you see the, did, the, 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 the most underrated interview on there? And you go all the way to the bottom. I got interviewed Nick Gage. <laughs> yes. Yes. 
Ace Romero, TJP, Colt Cabana. Jeez, man, there's so many good videos on you. Like, never ending. Fred Yehi, Stu Bennett, Dean Ambrose is on there, I know. Uh, Christian, Nick Aldous. Look at this man. Joe Hendry. Jesus. PJ Black. Look, Session Moth Martina. Sonny Kiss. Look at Andrew Thompson. <laughs> Mixing it with the stars. Check out his YouTube channel. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. We will be back probably next week, I would hope. Because it always cheers me up as we blitz as much wrestling talk as we can into 45 minutes to an hour. Andrew, as always, it has been a pleasure. And I am now happy once again. Thank you for your time. We, we, we shall be back, sir, next week. Yeah, boy. Check out Andrew's Twitter and social media, all in the description. I always link his stuff, so make sure you check it out. We'll be back <laughs> next Saturday for a new episode. Keep it real, brothers and sisters. Peace. Hashtag don't be a dick. Podcast Network.